0: We would love to have, have Calvin back. The sky's the limit. He's only going to get better right, because of the way he works. You know, when you love something as much as he loves football, you, you can't help but get better. Stepping up,
1: stepping up, fires it deep downfield. What's Calvin Ridley? Calvin's out there. Calvin's
2: got it. Five-yard line into the end zone. Touchdown. Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley for the score.
0: Yeah, Josh will be a jammer. Right, third
2: and three. Young goes down. Starting
0: to pin their ears back. Fourth sack for this Jacksonville defense. You gotta take a competitive football team and turn it into a champion. That's that's not easy, but that's our job.
2: You only get so many windows in this league, and and we feel like with the personnel that we have and we'll continue to add, you know, our window, our windows now.
1: 1010XL 92.5 FM presents. Jaguars today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark.
2: All right, everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Jaguars today off and rolling. Tony, you know it's the off season. You know why? You know it's the off season. Many reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, today's reason you, why you know it's the off season. Sure. The Jaguars today program started at nine fifty nine today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, depending on the flow, and I get it. Look, I, the guys on the drill are fantastic. Do a great job. I, I looked at the clock. I'm like, they're going to break. Are, are they done? What? What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to the off season of football, and uh, you're ready to leave five minutes early and, and hand it to the boys at Jaguars today. Pockets did offer to do five minutes on Baldwin track today. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> That's a hard pass for everybody, <laughs> even the parents of the Baldwin track athletes. Um so, Pockets, what what's the status of the track team? By the way, we went through five minutes here. Uh, we got to meet Friday. Got to meet Friday. Yeah. All right. You you feeling confident? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a tune-up for Tuesday. So there you go.
1: That's All right. my that's my spark note. I would for the love day. to
0: watch him on a break. Try to uh, <laughs> spend. Yeah. We got to meet on Friday into five minutes. <laughs> we got to meet on Friday, team.
2: but it's the warm-up for Tuesday. <laughs> Tommy, you don't want to go too hard in the. Hundred meter dash mm-hmm. this weekend. All right. Good luck with the the Baldwin uh track outing on Friday Pocket. So no doubt. How Appreciate are you this morning? Everything. Good, good, man. All, All good. Right. All right. That's it. There's your five minutes of fame today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh welcome in. Uh we'll get into the Jags with Johnny O, joining us in the second hour today. But before we get there, Tony, uh, we got some Jaguar issues you and I are going to discuss, including today, I, I guess. This is a question that really takes your pulse on how you feel about what this team needs in this second, right? At least based on what I'm seeing the results so far of today's Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. We're asking you, you know, if you could add basically a sure star at a certain position, which of the positions that we know the Jags need would you be most interested in? I'm surprised in the early going, and I understand the need for an upgrade. And I guess, you know, the idea is you're, you protect Trevor Lawrence, you're working, you know, you're working to improve the entire offense, improve Trevor Lawrence, you improve the whole team, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. sure, all, all that works, right? But I'm, I'm surprised center is the position that's winning against some of the other more established, I guess, in our minds, premium spots yeah. in the NFL. This team needs help at what are considered some premium positions, right? Right now, Calvin Ridley. Not a member of this football team for 2024 doesn't have a contract. What is well, this yeah. wide receiver core going to look like? That's an option. Center is definitely an option. Nobody's going to pick guard, I don't think. Right. So we didn't include think. guard no. in the poll. Right. No. Think What's going to make this team the best over the next five years, an all-pro guard? Eh, man, you know, it helps, but I would choose a defensive tackle or a cornerback over too. those positions. Yep. And uh, I think a, a lot of people – would as well. So those are the spots we put in there uh, today. Corner, defensive tackle, wide receiver and center, and we'll break those down. And and it's not about who's available. This is more of an idea that if you knew you were going to add a guy, be it in free agency or the draft, either one, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know exactly how to define star, so I just said make multiple Pro Bowls, right? I mean, there have not been that many players in Jags history that have made three Pro Bowls, but – um, you know, I think multiple Pro Bowlers, particularly having to overcome the small market bias to whatever degree that still influences decisions, which I do think it does when it comes to Pro Bowl voting, and it, which is why I don't think Pro Bowl voting is the ultimate arbiter of who's having a great season or not. We've seen it happen in the past with Jags that were very deserving. In fact, sometimes having better years than other guys and not getting that nod. So, uh, but if you knew, if you are going to make the Pro Bowl, like as a wide receiver in Jacksonville, that means you really stood out above the crowd.
0: Yeah, you know Jimmy's Jimmy got did it five. five times, yeah, right. And you look at Jimmy and Tony Baselli are the only ones that have made more than three uh, in their Jaguars career. They both had five Pro Bowl appearances, and the rest of the list with three: Calais Campbell, Mojo, Jalen Ramsey, Marcus Stroud, Mark Burnell. Calais made th- all three years, huh? Yeah. Pretty damn good. How many has he got for his? Uh, Let's pull him up. Entirety of his career, six Pro Bowls. He was the first team All Pro there in 2017 when he was second defensive player of the year.
2: And I mean, Jimmy Smith, and we'll do this one day, I'm sure. This off season, Jimmy Smith's got to be the best free agent that this team's ever signed. Mm-hmm. People don't think of him in the same capacity because he, you know, he didn't have a, like a big. Hype-filled run of free agents. See
0: him do anything else before right, he got right. here. Right, right. It wasn't like, yeah. oh my god, when
2: they signed it. Oh, we landed who? Oh, yeah. you know, maybe you said at the time if you're really deep into it. Oh, we got a former second-round pick. Wonder if he'll turn out to be any good. Mm-hmm. Went to a small school. I don't know. We'll keep. And at five Pro Bowls later, he's the best yeah. they've had. Class Campbell, man, three Pro Bowls in the three years he spent here, and. To place where he does on the all time sack list and he was a single season holder, uh, was runner up for defensive player of the year. Man, who doesn't want the one more? My round, goodness. Right? Yeah, absolutely. This uh, again, it's gotta be economical, but uh, I can't imagine if he got seven million last year, I can't imagine he's getting much more on the open market this year. Of course the Jags weren't looking to pay that. Of course they didn't have Ryan Nielsen,
0: who just got done working with him to great effect. Yeah. Last year. And it's not like there's the a big group of Jags that have made two, right? Like beyond that, Josh Allen joined that group this year. Okay. The only other two Jaguars that had multiple Pro Bowls, John Henderson, Montel Owens. Wow.
2: And that, yeah, and that was obviously as, as a special teamer, yeah. core special teamer. Because Sim Osgood never made one here, did he? No. I See, he, think I think so. he made a Pro Bowl or two as a special teamer. I remember they had he and Montel at the same time uh, for a short while, which. What did they win then? <laughs> Anything, you know? <laughs> so maybe the best two Pro Bowlers uh, coverage guys, at least in the league yeah. uh, at that point in time. But uh, so anyway, uh, today uh, you can vote on that and we can discuss Canada. And this is not, again, it's not about what you're likely to find. Like if you're sitting there and go, oh, well, you know, who are we going to get in free agency that's going to be a future Pro bowl? First of all, it doesn't have to be free agency. Just assume the Jags are going to land a star. And if they're going to land a star... Which of those four positions is it most important for you to see that star come to Jacksonville? Center, wide receiver, cornerback, defensive tackle. And with defensive tackle, generally, if you're making the Pro Bowl as a defensive tackle, you're probably a sack guy. You know, yeah. I, would, I would imagine, I, you know, I haven't gone and done the research on it, but I'm guessing that most of them are the three-technique penetrating double-digit sack
0: Absolutely, types. Yeah. And if you look again, the debate between all these positions, you can put whatever names you want to put in there. But if you just kept it to Kansas City, right? And you said, okay, you were going to get one of these players off Kansas City outside of the wide receiver. I mean, well, you can look thing. at it, right? Like Creed Humphrey, Lajarius Sneed, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Yeah. Like, which of those players would you most want on your team? I. I guess there is a big group of fans that would say Creed Humphrey. I would not be on that list.
2: I wouldn't either, but that's okay. That's why we ask these yeah. kind of questions. I, and Nobody's saying they don't need an upgrade at center, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a question of if you could really get not just an upgrade, but a guy that they is need a league. Fixture.
0: Right. They need league average at center, and they'll be fine. Like, right now they I have that, arguably yes. one of the worst in the league the last couple of years. I mean, arguably the worst in the league, depending on right. what site you want to go to for their metrics. They need an upgrade at center because anything would be better statistically than what they've had the last two years with Fortner. Now, whether or not they're going to say, look, Fortner is going into year three, we believe in blah, 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 blah. Like that may be the direction they go with it. Doesn't mean any of us have to agree with it. It also doesn't mean, well, they got to go get a Pro Bowl center. Like I don't feel that way about it at all. I, I look at it and say, just get better. You just have to be better at the position than you've been, and it doesn't take a whole lot to get better at that position than you've been.
2: Agreed. Agreed. All right, so uh, in addition to that, we got a few other things today. Pete Prisco uh, compiled his list of the top 100 uh, free agents in the Mm -hmm. National Football League. I mean, last week we did kind of a top offensive, top defensive, uh, and through the eyes of CBS wasn't Pete, uh, so we've gone through a lot of this ground before, Mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting to see where the Jags in that mixed list fit in, the Jags' own Free agents, And then uh, over at NFL.com, they did a, a couple of pieces, one on AFC, one on NFC, on cut candidates, potential cap casualties. These are people that could bolster the free agent pool. So we'll kind of run through some of those names as well and which would be good fits here. Or maybe, uh, you know, you'd like to see the Jag show some level of interest in in uh, if these guys, in fact, do make it to free agency. Again, the question of the day today, and we're getting a pretty decent spread of votes at least in the top three uh, positions that are getting votes on this. If the Jaguars could add a future star, meaning a multiple-time pro bowler, at one of these positions this offseason, which position would you like that person to play? Center, cornerback, defensive tackle, Wide receiver listed alphabetically. You can vote at MD underscore 1010XL. Don't forget to hit us up at 1010XL Fat Tony and at 1010XL Denmark.
1: Hold my pocket.
2: And, of course, 641-1010 10, 10 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can also hop in the YouTube chat and share your Jaguar thoughts, questions, comments, and otherwise with us that way. Uh, John Ogier, Jaguars senior reporter, getting ready to go to the NFL Scouting Combine. Next week, where we'll see a handful of uh, guys cement themselves, uh, perhaps, maybe. I, I mean, on the one hand, I'd like to see, you know, a couple of guys not do particularly well. But that could mean that they're not as good as we think. they You know what I mean? Like, I, I, certain guys are on the rise, like Jackson Powers Johnson. Seems like right now it's inevitable that he's going in the middle of the first round. Is he even available to flesh out that pool of uh, players right the consensus best center in the draft mm-hmm. uh, he's the one guy if there's one player at one position for this football team others may feel differently about it. I think you could look and say all right I add wide receiver I like him or him or him maybe that guy right the Jackson Powers Johnson towers over the class at a position of need for the Jags same thing with corner uh, you know it's who is the top corner in this draft? I don't think there's real consensus on that
0: yeah, right no. now.
2: You know, um, And I, hopefully Ryan Nielsen will have some input into who he feels fits best with his zone with man on the outside kind of concept <laughs> that we're going to be running here in Jacksonville. All right, if you want to be a part of it, you know the ways to do it. Uh, today, we'll take a look at these positions of need through our eyes and what we think uh, would be most beneficial for the Jags to be able to add a star-level player at. And uh, We'll get into that as the show goes along today. With Tony Smith and Dylan Denmark awaiting the arrival of John Osier. in under an hour from now, I'm Mike Dempsey. You're listening to Jaguars Today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now more Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, we continue along here just kicking things off on Jaguars Today on this Wednesday morning. John Osher will join us next hour. Uh, some good debate going on on some of our feedback channels on which position would most benefit the Jags to add a star at. And it's mm-hmm. pretty close, Tone. Um, you know, we comment on these things. I don't think it sways the polling. Real, I don't think people are like, oh, my gosh, listen to what they said. Now I'm going to go vote. That I Mm -hmm. think you're gonna vote what you're gonna vote, and what
0: do you want to vote? Right, like
2: 250 people had voted on this before we even said a word about it. Right, so, uh, but right now, 35% say defensive tackle is the position they'd most like to add a star at. Center coming in at 31.3, wide receiver at 22.4, corner at 11.4. It's interesting because I think if you ask people to rank the importance of these positions in today's NFL, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I think center comes in last. Yeah. You know, for the average person, I think this – and that's fine. We're asking you specifically for this team and what they need and how you feel about it. And, look, they have had um, all-pro defensive tackles. They've had Pro Bowl corners in their past. They've had Pro Bowl wide receivers in their past. They've had good centers but never – you know, the best center in the league. No,
0: but Brandon Linder was a player that for several years during the off seasons, when people would be releasing a list of a position, Brandon Linder in in some years was the only Jaguars player listed. Like as a top 10 at his spot. Like, and he was commonly listed as a top five center in the league for, you know, almost a half decade. Brandon Linder got that kind of attention, you know, so they were, OK, and that's not to say that, you know, the Jags won or lost solely
2: because of Brandon Linder no. and how the heights he achieved. Right. I mean, if you had put whatever this best put Jason Kelsey, right, who's been a what a five time Pro Bowl center himself, mm-hmm. put him on the Jags for all those years. And so you've got that guy yeah. that we're talking about. Does that change the Jags ultimate fortunes? I don't I, think so. I don't think so either. No. You know, I mean, you can never tell in one individual game. Especially when you make it to the AFC Championship game. And if things, you know, we'll focus on one or two plays. Well, he wasn't involved in this play. Yeah, Yeah. but what if he was involved in a couple of other plays that would have gone better for you? So, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, I
0: don't have a problem people voting however they want to vote. But I think the center thing being voted is people are so desperate to improve the offensive line that the offensive line... Option that is on there is the one that they're going to take, and I understand, and that's I think that's the one that people want to upgrade, right? Most clearly, most clearly because it's the easiest to see the upgrade,
3: and you they feel have like- such
0: a bad player from a league perspective in that position right now. Fortner is among, if not the worst, as far as grading out at center right now in the entire National Football League. I don't think they need to get top five. Uh, that's the Linder point to me is that that didn't have a big impact for you having a top five to 10 center. It didn't do much for you. He's a good player, right? And you knew you had a position where we don't have to think about it, right? As long as Linder wants to play, we don't have to think about doing anything at the center position. We're fine at that spot. We got to do a bunch of stuff around it. Corner defensive tackle, wide receiver. I mean, you get a guy that's a star, at those positions, then you can really start building something around those guys. And I think especially defensive tackle on this team the way it's currently built, right? You get Josh Allen back in there, and Trayvon Walker continues to develop, and you add a Pro Bowl-level interior pass rusher, to those two guys, right. and it,
2: that doesn't have to mean Ooh. Aaron Donald. Now, no, right? I mean, Aaron Donald is like a Hall of Fame level guy. So even Wilkins,
0: even if that's the kind of right. guy you're that, at, that's like, kind of what I'm thinking. A yeah. guy who
2: can make a few, may, you know, may make a couple of Pro Bowls still. Um, but in this scenario, would make a couple of Pro Bowls based on his play really with the Jags. It would be really
0: difficult for teams to have to deal with those three guys in pass rush situations if it, they got them all in the be. field together. Uh, somebody
2: said, you know, um, this on the. Text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Unless uh, Balky says one thing and does another, I feel like there's a 0% chance he drafts a direct replacement for Luke Fortner. Uh, He'll re-sign Ezra Cleveland and maybe a mid-level vet free agent or rookie at right guard and let him compete with Cooper Hodges, and that's it. That may be it. That may be it. That absolutely may be it. But, you know, if they re-sign Ezra Cleveland, it's not like they didn't make a move there. Like they went out and traded for a guy who's in his mid twenties, gave up a yeah. sixth round pick, which generally are junk. Let's be honest, right? I mean, they they generally don't blossom into anything of significance. So you got a chance to get a guy in house and vet him, and if the Jags come out of that deciding this is a guy that we want to prioritize bringing back, and they can get him back for a reasonable amount, mm-hmm. and he fits the mold of a guy with movement ability, and he can pull and and get out and and do all the things they want to do with a mobile offensive line, fine. I don't have any issue with that. Pete Prisco, by the way, ranks uh, Ezra Cleveland as the 98th best available overall free agent, which should mean there isn't a great rush to sign him Mm -hmm. in the initial wave of free agency. Again, I hope this is a guy at the Jags have an interest level. Like, let's get it done, right? I mean, let's let's knock it out. You, You should know. By now, whether or not Ezra Cleveland has interest in just taking the highest dollar figure out there, does he feel like there's a good fit here in Jacksonville? Is he just chasing the last dollar?
0: And I don't – look, if he wants to chase the last dollar, that's certainly his prerogative. Sure. He didn't ask to
2: get traded here.
0: Some of the names around there, right on the free agent list, Calais Campbell's at 94, Javon Kinlaw's at 95, Zach Moss, who had a good year there in Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. is at 96, Jordan Whitehead – the Jets safety, ninety-seven. Then Cleveland Kenneth Murray ninety-nine, and Gardner Minshew one hundred. Right, right on the list. Just to give you an idea of the company of free agents that he would be in. And you could say, you know, oh,
2: Calais. Well, Calais wasn't coveted
0: last year. No, right. I mean, he he
2: was available for a long time out there. Jags finally brought him in for a visit. Ultimately, went to Atlanta. Joan Kinglaw's been. I mean, we talk about has he made a play that? You can remember in his NFL career and granted nature of playing defensive tackle. You don't always do that, but Kinlaw, I mean, I remember a lot of Jag fans wanted us to draft Kinlaw here for sure. Right. Uh, So this is not a high priority area of the free agent list. Uh, Pete wrote about Ezra Cleveland. The Jags traded to get him from Minnesota. He became a starter at left guard. The staff is said to love him, which means they'll likely do what they can to Bring him back, mm-hmm. so we'll find out. By the way, uh, Josh Allen he ranked third because he had Kirk Cousins at one in his free agent list, uh, based on the nature of the position he plays, I'm sure, as much as anything. But he did, he was playing well, he was last year before he tore the Achilles. Chris Jones at two, Josh Allen at three. Uh, I don't have an issue with that. The top 10 rounds out Justin Madwabike, who's a franchise tag candidate for the Ravens at defensive tackle, Daniil Hunter, who's been. As much discussed as probably any player mm-hmm. on this program in the last year that doesn't play for the Jaguars or never played for the Jaguars, Latjarius Sneed at six. Well, that uh, he could get the tag as well. Although you know they only have the one between he and Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. See how they suss that out. Jalen Johnson, the Bears' corner, there was another candidate for the tag. Brian Burns, uh, the pass rusher from Carolina, Antoine Winfield, who again everything I read is. He is the leading candidate to get the tag for Tampa over Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And then T. Higgins coming in at 10 and uh, the top receiver in free agency. Man, it's pretty decent free agent class, though, if all these guys were to make it out there. It's a, a juicy top 10. You add Christian Wilkins, Mike Evans right outside, Michael Pittman all in the top 15, uh, and Calvin Ridley comes in at 17. This is what Pete said about him. Had his moments where he flashed big time ability with the Jags, but at other times he seemed lost, had trouble running the right routes, admitted it was tough learning the offense, which is why he hinted he wants to go back to Jacksonville. Well, I think there are probably a number of reasons why he might want to come back to Jacksonville, but I don't doubt that after being out of the league for a couple years, Tony, coming in, he did, I don't know, I don't know exactly how to phrase it. Is it struggle to learn the offense, struggle to always be on the right in the right spot? Um, you know, again, we don't know where some of the miscommunications on the quarterback perhaps, but it seemed like a lot of it was on Ridley, the way things played out. Does that significantly improve in year two? And that, this is part of the two. Like when you think about adding a player, we'd all like to think we're adding a pro bowler, multi-time pro bowler, who's 22 years old right? and we're going to have him for 10 years. And mm-hmm. well, you might, what if you signed Ridley and he makes a couple of pro bowls? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you sign a veteran like Christian Wilkins, as we're talking about, who's getting up on 30 years old as well, and he makes a couple of Pro Bowls. It's not necessarily. It's more just what position you like to see, you know, probably for the next three to five years make a, a serious impact mm-hmm. on this roster.
0: Yeah, and look, I think it's – I agree that they need to upgrade its center. There's no doubt. They, as, they need to upgrade all these spots. That's right. why we listed but them. But center, I don't – it's kind of like we talked about for years with tight end, you know, and fans were going nuts. They got to add a tight end. Every team has a tight end. They have these big playmaking tight ends. Like they, These teams that are succeeding at high levels generally have a lot more going than just the tight end, right? Like it's it does feel like it is among the last pieces that get added. So it was always very low as a priority for me until I felt like the Jags had enough built to – yeah, go make something happen at that position, right? Like, signing Ingram made sense. And it's not that I was saying don't look at tight end ever, but I just didn't prioritize it at all in free agency or the draft because I just don't think you needed it to be successful at the highest level in the NFL. I don't think you need a top-level center to be successful at a high level in the NFL. I think you need a guy that gets you in the middle of the pack. I agree. Um, I, You know, somebody made the point, uh, the –
2: Super Bowl, most recent Super Bowl, Mahomes lost. Sure, they had protection problems. They did, right? And he's shown he can win. Tyreek Hill left. They've won the last two Super Bowls, right? So uh, the protection is much more important. I think they still Patrick played Mahomes, in a Super Bowl, but, but I think Patrick Mahomes skews a lot. I do too. I think you know, like if we look at it and go, "Well, they did it this way, therefore this is the way it should be done," right? Well, sure. When you've got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. you saw that stat that's making its way around. <laughs> average air yards per touchdown. You see that one that was no. flying around the internet yesterday. Like Tyrod Taylor was at the top uh, because he was thrown deep. He came in. Remember, yeah. he, he's hitting big play. Who was uh, the the guy who he resuscitated down the stretch last year? Uh, the Giants wide receiver, uh, Sterling she- was it Sterling
0: Shepard, maybe before he got hurt again. Yeah.
2: Maybe like he had a couple of big like seventy yard touchdowns down the stretch. Anyway, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Um, Patrick Mahomes' average yards per touchdown pass, 3.9 on average. Well, they run a lot of gimmick stuff yeah. down there, right? And th- now it does tell you that they put it on Patrick Mahomes, and inside the five, they trust him to make the right decision. That's been an area that's been an issue for the Jags. Mm-hmm. Poor short yardage run game but also poor decision-making by Trevor Lawrence and poor execution in the red zone. The Jags have struggled in the red zone for the last couple of years, generally. The 3.9 number shows me that Mahomes is just a wizard, and the way they design that offense, they've got so much of that, you know, those little gimmick shovel pass plays in there, and they're so well-designed, like, I think. Any quarterback in the league could have hit me Cole Hardman for that Super Bowl-winning touchdown.
0: That mm-hmm. play design had him. He's wide open. Yeah. But, see, I I do the Kansas City. They lost that Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. right? Like, I look at that and say that proves the point, right, How of, so? the, of the importance of the offensive line as opposed to disprove it because they're playing in the Super Bowl, right? With the offensive line being what it was going into that game, that, like it's not like all of a sudden it got exposed that the offensive yeah. line wasn't great for Kansas City. Tampa Bay was able to take full advantage of it and and beat the heck out of Patrick Mahomes for a day. But he still as they got were playing in point. the Super Bowl, right? Right. Yeah, I like I do think like that is the argument for. Yeah, they had a bunch of stuff in place so they could say, "Look, we got to figure out something on the offensive line," right? and they did. To their credit, they did right and they've benefited from those adjustments as well but it's because they have a bunch of stuff built and then they figured out okay offensive line we got to figure that out now too right like that's what that felt like to me it's not they can't win without that they already had right like it it had already happened for I hear them. what you're saying you all right to play
2: devil's advocate though you can go the difference between Casey being a Super Bowl champ and not a Super Bowl champ was the offensive line right? Like yes, Mahomes, it was that day. For it sure. was right, and and so that's the
0: argument. I yeah. I'm, I tend to agree with your side of it that yeah. you don't have to have it's not a superstar right. center. It's not saying that the offensive line isn't important. It's it's saying that it doesn't have to be put as the highest priority. The Jaguars have enough struggles along the offensive line that the interior offensive line being at the top of everybody's to do list for this team going into this offseason makes 100% complete sense. It still doesn't mean that those are the most crucial players on a roster necessarily, but they're so bad at those three positions right now that obviously they have to focus on improving in there.
2: Who plays center for the 49ers? I don't know. Me either. I I didn't until I just looked Jake Brendel. Yeah. Okay. If you I, you could have told me five other names and I would have been like, "Oh, okay. I <laughs> I yeah. mean, okay, Jake Brendel, sure, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I remember watching the O-line introductions during the, the playoffs no. for the San Francisco 49ers. So, I mean, that's you could say, well, but they didn't win it, did they? Okay, but come on. They're, They're arguably like yeah. right, the best roster in the National Football yeah. League. They're playing for it. And they do have uh, stars. at Certainly at wide receiver, they Orange, have stars. Would, yeah. uh, you know, at corner, Travarius Ward played pretty well this year. I wouldn't put him in the star category uh, Eric Armstead's a good player. Javon Hargrave is a good player this year. They didn't. Neither one of them. I don't know if they played like stars. I know Hargrave kind of had a a bit of a setback year uh, there. So I look. I think too. You can be a little careful. You need to be a little bit careful about extrapolating this to any one particular team. Absolutely. Right. I mean, just as a general rule, and we're doing it to this particular team. We are adding it. We're not adding it in a vacuum. We're not starting from scratch and building a team from the ground up. So you can factor that in as well. How well, you know, and I, I'm presuming people at corner are looking at that saying, hey, we got Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams. Well, you also only have him under contract for one more year each. Right. Right. So if you could add a guy that you knew was going to be a multi-time pro bowler, Mm -hmm. where would you go with it? We'll tell you how we would vote on that when we come back. We'll also take a a tour around the league. We'll do all that before we even welcome in John Osier at the top of the hour from Jaguars.com, 641-1010. If you want to be part of the conversation, you're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, we'll prioritize how we would like to see stars added to this team. I'll take a star from any position, by the way, <laughs> uh, sure. or, or several, yeah. right? But if we're just knowing ahead of time that the guy we take is going to turn into a star, multiple Pro Bowls, however you want to really define mm-hmm. it, right? Just trying to come up with something that, what do you mean by star? Um, doesn't have to have a whole bunch of endorsement deals. I don't care. <laughs> just as he considered one of the best at his position for a multiple year mm-hmm. period. Uh, we'll get into how we – See that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But first, Tony, why don't you take us around the rest of the National Football League. Now,
1: gems around the NFL. Brought to you by
2: Beach's Jewelry
0: and Pawn in Jack's Beach. New England Patriots special teams ace Matthew Slater has announced his retirement after his 16 NFL season. Slater made 10 Pro Bowls and was selected as a first or second team All-Pro five times while being a part of three Super Bowl championship teams. With the Patriots, Baltimore County Police police have suspended the investigation into Ravens wide receiver Zay Flowers regarding domestic violence allegations without any charges, charges being filed. The police did say that the investigation could be reopened if more information comes to light. And Missouri prosecutors said on Tuesday that Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays have been charged with murder in last week's shooting that killed one person and injured 22 others near the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays are both charged with second degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action and unlawful use of a weapon. They have been hospitalized since the shooting. Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker said during a news conference on Tuesday, they are each being held. On a $1 million bond.
2: Mm, somebody asked uh, on the uh, text line, is on by Lifetime Enclosure, you see the report about Antonio Pierce quoted as saying the Raiders are going to channel their inner bad boy Pistons persona when they play Mahomes and the Chiefs this year. What he said that got people fired up was talking about cutting the head off the snake. Mm-hmm. And that's Mahomes. And, you know, it was... I, I understand what he's saying, right? He, like... If you deal with the quarterback, yeah, everything else falls into place. But how do you cut off the head of the snake? If Mahomes, even if he's the head of the snake, even if you're not saying give him a head injury, which is why people feel uncomfortable with some of this language, right? That mm-hmm. it it goes back to the whole bounty gate thing, right? Cut off the head of the and the body will fall, yeah, right. It's got to be a little smarter about that if you're Antonio Pierce. Like yeah. I don't doubt that that stuff is still talked about behind closed doors? Oh, I'm 100% sure it does. Right, particularly like in positional meetings yeah. and things like that. I don't know if the head coach is getting up in front of the whole team and going, hey, if we take out so-and-so, we're going to have a much better chance to win that game. Yes, you're going to have a much better chance to win that game. I, yeah. get, it's going to be interesting because I imagine Antonio Pierce will be asked to yeah. follow up on this and try to clean up that comment to some degree. And I would suspect that either he kind of doubles down or he goes, Hey, what I mean is we limit his effectiveness. Or, yeah. you know, what I don't mean take him out on a stretcher or, you know,
0: by the head. No. I don't mean hit him in the head. And not trying to end his career. No. Right. But like, you're trying to end his day. Yeah, you're trying to end his day. It's like hit him hard enough that he's still feeling it on Tuesday. Right? Like that kind of thing. You know, it's that's how it works. I'm fine with that. Right. Like as much as the league wants to take that kind of Language out of the game. Like that's never going away. You know, from I think the, the cut off the head thing is the thing that caught people. I know, because he said it. It's not because it gets said, but it's because he said it publicly. Like that kind of stuff being said behind closed doors in the NFL, I expect all 32 teams have it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I expect that's the attitude of guys that are playing defense. They're even with the rules changing the way they are, that what they're telling one another in those meeting rooms is when you get a shot at this guy, hurt him right right like that's the idea make him remember that moment even if it's just for the rest of the game make him remember that moment like leave a mark when he got a chance to leave a mark and I don't blame defensive players for having that kind of attitude but I understand people reacting to it publicly the way they have to Pierce having said it
2: right very similar to stuff that came out
0: about Greg Williams. Like, yeah.
2: uh, that, uh, even if you don't mean anything by it, like, and, oh, people are soft. Well, th- it's the world we live in that the NFL is
0: hyper-conscious about head injuries and how they yeah. treat them, how they're perceived to treat yeah. them. They can't do anything about those things being said from one person to another in the building. Correct. Right? Like, can't do anything about that, but the league can say, cut it out. Right? Like, you don't have to say it publicly. Cut it out. We don't need it in the media you know, you talking about these kind of things, even if everyone knows it happens, right? It's just, you don't have to say it publicly. We know y'all are going to do what you do. Do what you do. That's fine. And right. when, by the way, when you do it, we'll find you. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And I, I think this will be, you know, something
2: that is just, if this were in the middle of the season, it probably would go by quickly. And, yeah. and, and I don't know if it's going to have much legs anyway, but yes, we did see that story uh, that's being talked about a little bit out there. All right. For us, Tony, Um, what, what spot, if you could add, it sounds like defensive tackles, the spot for you, let's, what I tell you what, before you get to it, why don't we uh, make this today's 10, 10, take 10, 10, 10, 10, take
1: now Mike Dempsey's 10, 10, take brought to you by Leonard truck accessories.
2: All right. Taking a look at today's question of the day and uh plenty of time for you to vote on this. If you haven't already, it's really a tight race between defensive tackle and center, honestly, less than 1%. Separates them right now. If the Jags could add a future star at one of these positions this offseason. Which position would you like that person to play? Center, cornerback, defensive tackle, wide receiver. What is it for you, and why?
0: Who um, center would be at the bottom of my list for all the reasons that we've discussed mm-hmm. uh, up to this point on this particular topic. I debating the other three. It's it's pretty tight with me. I think with them having who, I would vote wide receiver. You would? Okay. I would. I would vote wide receiver because that's the position that most directly helps Trevor Lawrence among that group. And I look at it and say, in my mind, you know, I say, would I be better if they signed and had the opportunity to sign T. Higgins and Aaron Brewer, right, say in this offseason, right? That's a wide receiver and center to improve both those positions, or would I feel better coming out of the offseason having signed Creed Humphrey and Darnell Mooney? And I'd feel better coming out of the offseason with Higgins and Brewer because I think they've significantly helped the wide receiver group and they're way better at center than they were going into the year. And it's an easier position to help. And I do want to help Trevor Lawrence. Like that is still the focus of most of what I want to do with this team. Uh, even if, and again, that doesn't mean that I don't put interior offensive line and interior defensive line one, two on my needs on what they need right yeah, now. Right. Like, because I do, I put those one, two on my needs, but one player, impact player at one of these positions, I'd, I'd go wide receiver. I would, too, and I'm
2: I surprised you said that after the way you talked about defensive tackle earlier. Yeah. And for me, people went, well, if Trevor doesn't have time to throw, well, I'm going to presume if the wide receiver makes a couple of three Pro Bowls, Trevor's had plenty of time to throw. Yeah. See, this is more like, to me, that the outcome kind of shines light on how things work. Well, if, yeah. if the wide receiver has – the time to catch 100 passes, if Trevor has enough time to get it to him, enough t- whatever it takes, the numbers it takes in today's NFL, by mm-hmm. the way, to make a Pro Bowl at wide receiver, the bar is incredibly high. Yes. I, I mean, it's superstar-level players that get left out of the Pro Bowl. So if the Jags could find a guy to make two or three Pro Bowls at that position, I'm going to presume that that means Trevor Lawrence is super
0: successful. Is
2: super successful, yeah. right? And and that the offense in turn now is super successful. Again, if you can't run the ball at all, I think it's going to be tough to have wide receivers that are consistently pro bowl level. If you can't run it at all, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying it, running's not important and center does impact that, but so does wide receiver. If you've got teams having to back off because you've got explosive playmakers on the outside, that's going to be the priority in the majority of cases about what teams are going to game plan to do to stop you. Yeah. And granted, you know, I don't think looking at current – you can find examples of Pro Bowl receivers that played on bad teams. Okay? You can find examples of Pro Bowl corners that played on bad teams. There are plenty of things out there. Like, I I might Mm -hmm. go corner next on this list. And particularly with Ryan Nielsen, the way he's talking about how coverage – is going to result in better pressure, you know, for this football team that he sees it a, a little bit it's, – it's a symbiotic relationship. The pressure and the coverage go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. The longer you cover, the less pressure you need or the more time you have to get to the quarterback. The quicker the pressure, the less time you have to cover. But he seems to lean on the coverage being the more important aspect of it. I think if you've got a Pro Bowl corner, you're probably getting pressure. Up yeah. front, right? You probably I think they help one another. You're probably sure. getting
0: turnovers. Yeah.
2: You're probably making big plays. So really, the positions, and I get the importance of the lines of scrimmage. If you have a Pro Bowl defensive tackle, I think if if you don't have the other pieces around, and then granted, he's good enough to make the Pro Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I take one of those guys. I take all these positions for sure, no doubt, and. While it does seem you got to build your teams on the line of scrimmage, I I still never – I feel like the wide receiver making those Pro Bowls is the end result of everything working on the offense, that that's evidence that things are working to a large degree or at least that you're capable of scoring a lot of points. Yeah.
0: I'd probably – I would have defensive tackle second on the list for me, right? But I understand the argument for corner, you know, being the position right behind wide receiver there. Like I said, the top three, it's close in my mind, like which way – I would want to go with it there but I do lean towards wide receiver in it. This the center thing as we've talked about. I just I don't think you have to be great at that spot to be really successful in the league. I think you got to be okay. And I think it's easier for them to find okay there. I think right now we've seen what it looks like for with them for the last couple of years with okay at wide receiver and we spend the entire time saying when are they going to get a one? Right. Right? Like like that's been the conversation in the offense is Well, when are they going to get a guy that can truly be the one? And it's not that the offense doesn't function with the players that they've had in place for the last couple of years, but if you added a Pro Bowl level wide receiver to what Trevor Lawrence has shown you for the last couple of years, whoo, like it does feel like they would take off offensively to me, at least, and... Corner versus D tackle, I think the D tackle thing for me, in large part because of how much of a need I think it really is. Like they just don't they're not getting any impact at all from the interior. So they need better impact than what they've been getting, clearly. But I think if you're talking if the if you added Chris Jones, right, to this group right now, and you had on every down, you had Walker, Allen, and Jones on the field together. I mean, that is as difficult. A Three player trio as maybe in the league, sure, right? To what, deal what with if you added Sauce
2: Gardner, I'm,
0: they'd be great doing that, you too, know what I mean? Like, right? like, I don't think there's a whole lot dividing those two spots. I would go D tackle because of how much I think they need that compared to corner, which I think they need as well. That may be third on the list for me.
2: Uh, right now, this is the way uh, center has moved back ahead, right? It's a little swing. It's been yeah. this is one that actually we've had some lead changes on, which. Mm-hmm. Usually by an hour into the show, it kind of has settled into then it's just a matter of what the percentages fall into. But center moves back ahead at 34.8 and 33% say defensive tackle, 20% at wide receiver, 12% at cornerback. That's roughly rounding those numbers off with over 360 votes on that. If you haven't voted already, uh, cast your ballot at MD underscore 1010XL on the X or Twitter platform. Uh, We both voted for wide receiver, uh, more for what it indicates – is probably happening to allow that person to become a multi-time Pro Bowler as much as anything. So uh, that's how we feel about it. How do you feel about it? You can cast your vote or let us know at 641-1010. John Osier from Jaguars.com, their senior writer, will join us. Coming up next, you're listening to Jaguars Today. Keep it on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: Oh knows with Jaguars.com's John Osher, brought to you by Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. On
2: Ten Ten XL. We got Johnny O in the house. Hello, John Osher. Mike, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Yeah? Getting Good. ready to go to the Combine next week?
3: Uh yeah, I'm leaving Monday. Coming back Friday. It um, sneaks up
2: quick, it feels like.
3: It does. Um it sneaks up the quicker, uh I mean, with a condensed Super Bowl now. I mean, not condensed, but...
0: Stretched it out.
3: Being yeah. a week later than it was three uh, three years ago. Yeah, with the extra uh, week in between. Yeah, and yeah. then at some point, if they, uh, if they add a game, which I'm assuming at some point they will, yeah. I'd, I'd,
2: well, the other th- thing, too, now, you know, with the college playoff, um, you know, even if you are not one of the bottom four teams that right. make it in, right, you get eliminated... If you're one of the top four and you get the buy. you still got to play three games to win it, don't you, right? Because then you're you're jumping into the round of eight, so you got to play a game to get it to four. You got to play a game to get it to two. So you're adding three games. You're stretching right. your season out. Don't know when that's going to end. You know, because I was thinking, as I said, well, that got on us pretty quickly. Probably not for the college guys, right? Their season's been over for a while. And, right, probably for the guys who played in that last game. Well, that's the thing, right? They're winding down. And, and now you're good. adding a couple more. Yeah. Get, well, at least one more game because they're playing two now, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to add another one, and I guess potentially some team, you know, that that 13 seed or whatever right. could make a run one year, and and right. playing four extra games, at and the end for the of best the
3: players on those teams, that may not matter a whole lot. Because I can draft it anyway, but for the for the marginal guy, yeah, you know. right.
2: In order to because it's so much as we all know, right? Uh, that I'm not teaching you anything here that. It, it's almost like its own thing, you know. Like, like, right? Like, who's really good at the combine? Who's really good at football? Are not necessarily the th- same no. thing.
3: And the teams that separate that the best
2: that can figure out, right? Because there are if if there were no benefit from doing it, they wouldn't do it, right? There's a certainly a benefit to seeing these guys. I think sizing them up side by side, see yeah. who's got that competitive nature you know do the medical checks and all that stuff as well the competitive
3: well. nature stuff is really important the medical checks remain the most important to football people that's I what mean, they all to, say right and you yeah. have
2: the same they have your people it's it's everyone like if if i come in with a pre-existing injury mm-hmm. right everyone's medical people can
3: uh kevin kaplan explains to me a couple yeah years ago and um there are sh- with medical stuff there are teams i believe that share the workload share the information uh just because they need to get eyes on all players there's and like a, tr- a pool right yeah pool uh i think and uh, forgive me if i'm wrong but i think there's various teams are in different pool like yes seven or eight teams would work on you know what uh, together on their guys now
2: all those teams eventually cover all guys, if that makes sense. Right. Right. So instead of doing 32 medical checks, maybe you do five, something like that. You know what I mean? Like If there's a group, if you're not in that group of seven or eight, we're not giving you that info.
3: Right. And it can be, I believe, where if most of the medical checks, 85% of the guys, okay, fine. But then every team does have the ability to bring a guy in for a later medical check to check him out himself. But in terms of getting the, I guess, the raw, you know, the first wave gathering on these guys, trying to get 330 medicals on these guys, mm-hmm. uh, teams do work together on that. And there's obviously, if you're working with those teams, uh, there's an implied trust that you're, with with medical stuff, you're helping each other out pretty transparently.
2: All right, uh, the uh, one of the things That happens at the combine in these league wide gatherings of uh, personnel and front offices are uh, that you'll have agents and general managers mingling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes unofficially and, you know, ahead of free agency. Right. Oh my gosh, could they be discussing what's going to happen in free agency? No, that's not Never. allowed, but what yeah. we all know it, it happens, right? But it's also happens that sometimes you get deals done Mm -hmm. because the proximity and and the ease of of being in the same place with the same people. There's also,
3: hey, I'll meet you at the combine. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll see you Thursday for lunch. And face-to-face can be a different dynamic than on the phone.
2: So do you have any sense whatsoever? Like, for all we know, since Trent Balki at his press conference like three weeks ago, could have talked to Josh Allen's reps every day. Could have still Could have, not talked yeah. to him, right? We, I, we don't have any sense yet, right?
3: I, I honestly don't know, and that's – in my experience with, you know, different teams that, you know, Colts and here, it's not unusual not to know. Meaning – Not you know, to know,
2: but would you think it would be unusual to not have had that contact? Like, you, uh,
3: Yeah, I would say it would be by now.
2: Right, but yeah. you'd think at, right. at the very least – yeah. I would hope Trent Balky would have shortly after that reached out and said, hey, look, we both know we're going to work to get something done. You want to be right. here, I want to be here. Let's let's right. make sure we, we sit down in right. Indianapolis or something along those right.
3: lines. Right, or reach out and say, hey, the way I do this, just you know, just to remind you, I'm going to dedicate the these two weeks. It's going to get done at a deadline. That's always what it is. That's my philosophy. I I haven't talked to Trent specifically about that, but, yes, a conversation can could be had very early on. After that, you know, whatever it was, blow up misunderstanding, to get that line of communication right, and and I, and I get it
2: right again. Whether that's happened or not, I don't know. So, as of today, and, and we're not holding you to inside sure. information. Just your your feeling is is what? Do you think it's like an Evan Ingram situation where they get a deal done, but it's not until after? you know, the draft and sometime over the summer or Um, something else likely?
3: Yeah. I think there's a good possibility of that. I don't want to say I think something either way, because I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, uh, it, my gut is that a long-term deal probably doesn't get done by the time it's time to tag. Uh, but that gut really isn't based on very much. I mean, it, it's probably based on the fact that we haven't heard anything yet mm-hmm. and that not having heard anything yet may not matter. Right. So, uh, I would, I would guess it's a tag and sign later. Um, uh, but that's a guess.
2: All right. So, uh, assuming that's your guess, which mm-hmm. I think most of us feel that way at the moment, right? What odds do you put on Calvin Ridley being a Jaguar? Um,
3: better than 50, 50 better. Than, okay. y- yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, because I think, my thought is both sides want it. Uh, I don't know that Calvin, you know, I think mean Calvin wants wherever the best deal is gonna come from, but there's certainly, um, when listening to Calvin after the season, I think he saw the benefit of 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 staying in the same system, being able to grow. Uh, now, if, if uh, somebody comes in and says, hey, I'll give you $5 million more, then. Right. It's
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think that's I the potential that. of <clears throat> every team being together at the at you know at the combine. Sure. That's when those kind of things start to leak out. Yeah. Right. Like what the markets for these guys are going mm-hmm. to be, that's when that kind of stuff starts to get solidified. I think right now we're all having to guess at what teams might or might not be yeah. willing to do with Calvin Ridley. I think there will be a better idea from a league perspective what the value of Calvin Ridley is going to wind up being in free agency. And we may come away from the combine thinking, well, yeah, the Jags are the team that's going to have the best shot mm-hmm. because of the numbers we've heard coming back on Calvin. Or we may leave it going, if he hits free agency, he's gone. Yeah, I think the
3: reality with Calvin is I do think there are going to be teams that uh, i want to say are uninterested, but that would look at him as, you know, going to be 30. Sure. Uh has the past. um You which, think that's a big factor? No, but I don't. but everything factors in for some team it might be. I you know, it wouldn't be for me, yeah. but when you've
0: Didn't got pick so, it up quickly this year like there were issues yeah, with that, routes. and all, all that. Right, stuff. Right, that's, yeah. That's right. That's a football, you know, yeah.
2: fit acumen thing whatever. Right. But I think uh, You talking about the gambling stuff? Yeah. I mean it, it's there. Yeah. So you know, I would think though now, like at least the the big yeah, you don't want to be without the guy, right? But right. I think there are probably enough protections contractually. Like if Calvin Ridley goes down that road again, it's gonna, it's not going to be right. like the team saddle with this huge dead right. cap hit.
3: And my impression of Calvin is very positive. I just think somewhere out there there may be a team that thinks so. that maybe so. But uh, at, as Hayes says all the time, all it takes is one. So mm-hmm. with Calvin, my guess is there would be at least one other team that's going to want him very badly because he can beat one-on-one coverage and he can he, oh, he can strain a defense. There are
2: fan bases that want him badly. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Panthers are clamoring for anybody with a pulse to come play wide receiver right. there. The Jets fans are, are all over it. Yeah, there are plenty of Kansas City fans. like, And don't think they wouldn't do it just right. because they can win without him. Okay, but they're not going to sit still, right? Right? They won it without Juwan Taylor, and then they went and got Juwan Taylor and paid him twenty million bucks. So right. they're they're going to do what they can. What well, if you're the Chiefs, man? You're burning down every future consideration right now. Like it, you're extending this window on a year by year basis mm-hmm. as long as you possibly can. I mean, I would take on all the future dead cap money I could because you don't know. Oh, uh, do I, they need to? Though? They just uh, it, right. But here's the thing: like a year from now. Like, if they, let's say they win it again. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, does he stay? Or does he retire? Maybe he does. Right. Does Travis Kelsey retire? You know, like, the, the, sure. the no, fundamental nature of the pieces around Patrick Mahomes could change yeah. significantly, right? And right now, it's I don't think they'll fall out of competitiveness. As long as they have Mahomes, they're going to be competitive. Right. But still need a couple of other alphas yeah. to help you along the way.
3: Yeah, without Kelsey, it's a different. Uh, I, Kelsey,
2: Chris Jones, you know. And, right. And, you know, how many years will Chris Jones continue to play at this high level level? Sure. As well? and that's all I'm saying.
3: Any drop at that position is a big drop.
2: So. Right. And for them, like, any – I mean, everyone says, well, you know, the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. Anything else is a disappointment. I, I, they're truly in that position now. Sure. Like, it will be devastating to them to not win three in a row. It just will because what else is there? Right. right. I mean, they know they have a team that's good enough. Yeah. In fact, on paper – I bet you the Chiefs are better on paper going into 2024 than they were going into 2023. Yeah, I think we'll feel that way sure. about them at least.
3: Yeah, because they got whatever was was hampering them early. You get the idea they figured it out right. and are now peaking again, right. which now, happens.
2: I say that if they lose LeJaria Sneed in free agency because they prioritize Chris Jones, maybe it won't be that way. But I think they'll add a couple well, of pieces that they don't currently have as well.
3: Well, Mahomes clearly got... Offensively figured out enough. So, cra- yeah. We
2: were talking about it earlier. Isn't it crazy? Um, the list that was going around of the average depth of, of touchdown throw for like all the starting quarterbacks in the league. Like Tyrod Taylor's average touchdown went for over like 23, 24 yards, okay. right? Because he only played a little bit. Right. Some bombs at the end of the year came in. Uh, whereas Mahomes' average touchdown throw is 3.9 yards. If they just drove and then got in there, right. 3.9, though. I mean, 3.9. And
3: most people in the the league would say it's harder to throw those short touchdown passes because the red zone shrinks. Trevor was
2: high on the list in terms of, like, the depth. And and you think, well, that's in part because of the red zone struggles, right? right? You're not not balancing it out. It's kind of like with Fred Taylor, the whole, we love that 4.6 yard to carry. Wish he had a few more touchdowns. Well, if he kept getting the ball at the goal line – at 4.6 is probably coming down a little bit, right. too. You know, right. So there's some give and take with uh, some of the numbers. All right, the question of the day today, presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate, and there's a great response to this on uh, Twitter from one of our listeners out there, one of our regulars, and I'm going to read it when we come back. We're debating if you could add a player at one of these four positions being center, corner, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and you knew... That this player would be a multi-time Pro Bowl or a star, whatever, however you define star, they're going to be a star for you in their Jaguars tenure. Which position would you want to add that player? Uh, Tony and I gave our thoughts. John will give his when we come back. And really, I just thought uh, somebody put this in argument in a great nutshell in terms of some of the results we're seeing right now. I'll explain when we come back on the other side. But right now, um, center still holding it down at 35% to 33% for defensive tackle, 20% Did at wide answer? receiver. Yes. No. 20, well, hey, that's what they're saying <laughs> right now. 20% no. at wide receiver and 11.5% at cornerback. Uh, John will not go with center I when that, we return. That fourth. So, yeah. uh, and that's where yeah. we are too, but yeah. I think that's what it goes to show you is sure, yeah. how down people are on Luke Fortner I get right that. now. You know, And I, look, could they stand upgraded center? I think they sure. could, right? They and would to. would yeah, that like help the run
3: game and wise, the pass game over the over the course of ten years? That's what you're, you know. Yeah. You, okay.
0: I mean, they went to the playoffs with him two years ago. You could have Jason Kelsey, K-
2: or you could have Devonte Adams. Jason Kelsey has had more team success than Devonte right. Adams. You know, I mean, you can make the sure. argument, but it's not like Jason Kelsey's playing in a vacuum in Philadelphia right. either. They've got some pretty good wide receivers and quarterback and all those things. That go with it as well. All right, so uh, continue to cast your votes. John will mock them when we return (laughs) in just a moment, perhaps, or perhaps not. But uh, regardless, uh, we'll discuss that a little bit deeper on the other side. You're listening to Jaguars Today, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, John Osher, and Dylan Denmark on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Oh, no's. With Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by Kingfish
1: Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars on 1010XL.
2: All right, every year we look at the NFL draft and we try to decide who are the 32 players going to the first round, whatever, right? But generally we hear that on every team's board, they may have, let's say, 23 first-round yeah. grades on guys, right? So if you have the 25th pick, you're hoping that a couple of guys that you don't have first-round grades on get selected and you get a first-rounder. And that's why sometimes teams will not trade out of a spot even though we sit there and go man you could pick up this this and this they feel like they're dropping out of a tier of players right, right. so that means that you've got a certain amount of what any front office would consider to be potential stars available to you mm-hmm. right so this tweet on the subject matter that we're talking about today which position you would go with which by the way which position would you go with out of I would
3: I would go with D tackle okay tell us why um because over the long term, I guess I just keep thinking, Aaron Donald syndrome, where
2: see now that's the thing though, a couple of Pro Bowls doesn't mean you're Aaron Donald either. Well, true, right? I mean, I mean it, like a star Aaron Donald's Hall of Fame first ballot walking right. guy. Okay, well, and so I think that's a higher tier even, but okay. Uh,
3: I mean, it, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it based on that he's gonna be a a two or three Pro Bowl and and. It, And an eight-year really good player, Um, I think that stabilizes so much of what what you want on the interior. Now, I'm assuming this guy can get you a little pressure as well as stopping the run. If he solidifies all that, it helps so much else defensively, and you can count on it. Uh, I would take that by a hair over wide receiver, but I also wouldn't have a problem if – if it went wide receiver over, I think those two are far
2: and away the two best. I I might go corner, honestly. Um, And I would probably over defensive tackle. Uh, I think they're they're clearly the three top ones that we're kicking around, although that's not what the poll indicates. And a lot of fans, I think, are just feeling that we need to upgrade from Fortner. No one, again, is saying we wouldn't like to upgrade, but if you upgrade it to middle of the league, that'd be a significant upgrade Mm -hmm. for the position, as you pointed out as we're coming out of the break. Um, they they made the playoffs. Luke Fortner played every game, every snap, right, Right. a couple years ago, and they were a playoff team, and they had a winning record again with him basically doing it this year. Again, not that you wouldn't – would they have been a playoff team? Would they have gone deeper? Maybe they would have. Sure. But here is – this from Baxter Hill 3 on Twitter, who interacts with the program a lot. And this is part of the conversation reacting to other people arguing for center. He says, not disagreeing they don't need a better center. I'm disagreeing that superstar center is more important than any of these other three options. I don't think you'd find a single scout GM head coach, et cetera, that would pick center over wide receiver, defensive back, defensive tackle. Hell I'd take tackle before center. I'm sure he's probably talking about offensive tackle, sure, oh, there. but oh, yeah, there. right. But, and you think about it, you almost never see a center go in the top 10 of the draft, right? I'm not sure there has, I mean, it's, it's been a long time if it has been. Right. So this year, is Marvin Harrison the best player or is he the best player at one of the perceived impact positions outside of quarterback, right? Marvin Harrison Jr. is expected to be taken either by New England or Arizona at three or four, either after the first two or first three quarterbacks come off the board, right? So you're maybe three wide receivers in the top ten this year, even with a bunch of quarterbacks Correct. going, Right. Never a surprise to see a star defensive tackle Mm-mm. amongst the top 10 picks. Um, corner as well. By the time the Jags pick, there could be three or four corners off right. the board this year. We're debating. Now, maybe Jackson Powers Johnson just isn't as good relative to his position as these other guys are at theirs, but he is seen as a consensus number one guy at the position, and the earliest I've seen him in a mock draft is fifteen. I think right around you know, right 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 around where the Jags will be picking in the middle, and of it first would be surprising
3: round. if he went higher than that,
2: right? Yeah, and and, right. and and I think that that is the simplest. Right, the NFL doesn't value that position mm. more, knowing that if you're picking in the top ten, you need to be finding, and that's been a problem for this organization. But you need to be finding a star, mm-hmm. right? That's where you get multiple times stars on affordable contracts for the first five years of their career, and you can hit those, it's amazing. You're allowed to occasionally hit on those picks, <laughs> and if you can hit on more of them, then they sometimes turn into Josh Allen. We hope Trevor Lawrence and mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker go down that Josh right. Allen type trajectory. But I think that's a great argument for it. That you know, in terms of with the, the NFL, argument. yeah, I, mean,
3: I think it's why
2: I, I think it's why the uh, teams take the approach with center that they always have. I think if you were saying, what do you want to start your team with? Outside of the quarterback, I take a tackle, an offensive tackle. That's what I would do more so than a pass rusher. Uh, I want a guy because mm-hmm. I do want to protect that guy. Yep. And, and but when I think of protecting my quarterback, center is middle of the pack, right? Right in terms of offensive line.
3: Look, center, you're supposed to be able to get by with okay. And at times last year, Fortner didn't play okay. Right. Like so. this
2: year, do you know? I'll ask you. Do you know who plays center for the Niners? Uh, I do not. Jake Grendel. You uh, had to look it up. I was going to say Jake Grendel. I, I know you were. It was right on tip of your tongue. But, you know, if you go back a year, you're like, well, wait a minute. You got Creed Humphrey for Kansas City and you got Jason Kelsey for Philly. Mm-hmm. Sure, you do. Yeah. But you probably had, yeah, you also had Chris Jones. Yeah,
0: they're both great players right? on teams that are filled with great players. With play. great players. Right. 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 So it's not, right. They're
2: not center
3: centric. Where they – Creed was not the MVP,
2: right, of the Super Bowl. It was Mahomes, right? That, correct. Correct. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think we'd all take Mahomes, right, Should. by the way. You know, <laughs> Creed correct. is
0: the only other player on the offense that touched the ball on every play.
2: Well. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yes, he is. You're absolutely right about that.
0: It is what it is. You're right. And, by the way, I'm looking at draft history. As far as I can tell, the last time a center went in the top ten – was 1968. What? Uh, hold on. Um, Ron Yeri. No, he's Bob a Johnson. Bob Johnson. Was Ron Yeri a tackle? Uh, yeah, Ron is a tackle. Was he? Yeah, went right. second yes, overall Satan. to the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals yeah. out of Tennessee. He's a good player for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I had his yeah. football
2: card. Did you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I've got an OJ Simpson football card from way back in the day yeah. somewhere. I was never like, into collecting the football cards, but I just have a random smattering of yeah. cards.
3: I was for a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was much more into the, the baseball thing. I got a few uh, oddball basketball cards. I got too. a lot of good basketball cards. Do you? Yeah. All right. I got I had the, some golf cards. Remember the where they did Bird golf Magic cards, rookie. trading cards, back in like the uh, yeah. late 80s? I do. yeah. I, I got a, a necklace from that series. Did you? Yeah. I got like that whole – I, I don't yeah. know what I – they're in some – Yeah. You know, a plastic container in the attic. I'm sure yeah, they
3: were ugly cards, but they were they yeah. were ugly cards, yeah, they had right? Like, like the little orange strip, kind of cheaply made. Yeah. I felt like yeah, right. It was a Fleer
2: product. I think maybe it was. I think but I'm maybe it sure. was. I like the Fleer baseball cards.
3: Some of them when yeah.
2: they came back, like the early the '81 series, yeah, was fun. I had
3: the complete set. '81. Oh, so did I. I that was gonna be worth. '81. Clear uh,
2: Don, Russ, and and uh, it was the first time you had the big three yep. back in action. Yeah. A long time.
3: I had them all. I thought they were gonna be worth a fortune. They're not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, uh, memory <laughs> lane. Uh, if you want to get in, six four one ten ten. Take a final break. Come back. Take a look at this poll and some of the responses to it, and uh, talk about uh, what the the franchise tag next couple weeks is likely to look like for the Jacksonville Jaguars, including uh, who's likely to be available out there. Pete Prisco's Top 100 will roll through just a few of the highlights of the Top 100 free agent list when we return in a moment. With John Ogier, Tony Smith, Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey, listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: Nobody knows the Jags like Johnny O.
2: Oh, knows. Brought to you by
1: Kingfish Pest Control, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: On 1010XL. I mean, look, I understand the sentiment. I see a lot of it. I have to on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, do we really trust Trent Bulky in the upcoming draft to fill our immediate needs after what we've seen last year's draft produce? Does it matter if we trust him or not? I, I, it's going to be the guy pulling the uh, turkeys, who, did you? I did, never understand that question. Just d- yeah. Did, did you, dim. like... Oh, like, if we realize, oh, sh- almost said it. Uh, we don't <laughs> trust him that Shad Khan's going to go, wait a minute. They don't trust him. We're going to change. nothing. He's the GM. Right. Whether we trust him or not to make the pick. Here, Let me ask you this. Did you trust him last year to make two trade downs in the first round, get the guy that he coveted anyway, have that guy turn out to be the best rookie at his position, and have one of the picks that he picked up turn out to be Antonio Johnson? Do you trust him to do that? Because he did it. Right. I mean, and I, it I get. Matter, it. Though. And you could say, "Well, you also did this with Brenton Straight." I get it. Show me the GM with the perfect track record. I'm not saying Balky's the best of the lot. He's what you got, though. You can sit there and go, "I'm not gonna care," because Trent Balky, and that's your prerogative. Right. But I'm doing that, and first of all, I don't have that choice. Right. Host the Jaguar show. Can't just <laughs> not talk about the team. You know, like he's the GM. Right. Uh, how, how I about get the this? question
3: all the time too, but there's not right. Did, I don't know what to do with the
2: question. Did so you like that, when he signed Christian Kirk?
3: Or traded for Ridley? Or, or do you or, like yeah. the results? Did you right.
2: did you like Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram? Oh, but he put the franchise tag on him. I guess that didn't play well in the locker room. He got a deal done with him. I mean, right. so he's made some good moves. He's made some bad moves. And whether we trust him or not, what difference does it make? Honestly. I mean, right. it, it can make a difference to you whether you want to put down a season ticket deposit. That's your prerogative. Sure. But we never – Talk about whether you should or should not buy season tickets on this show. No, I mean that's not
0: right. It's not up to us to to lecture you on. Right. Yeah. My, I would respond also by saying it's going to be really hard for the people who feel that way about it to acknowledge if he does get it right. You know, uh, uh,
2: it'll be it, it'll be that wasn't a bulky pick. That yeah. was because I, I see it like, all. Like the they'll
0: anyway. they'll yes put it in whatever area sure. they need to to keep the the bulky stink spin rolling. It's and, like politics, man. If, right. If, if you're
2: if the other candidate brings up an idea you like all of a sudden you got to readjust whether you yeah. really like that
0: idea like i get not. it we've we've all made our positions clear on balky like, you're not going to convince us that we should be in favor of him not being the GM. Agreed. Right, and should we not talk about right. what what moves might need to be made for this team, whether we trust him or not? Have agreed for a while. He's the guy making the picks. We'll discuss what we think the thought process could be or should be going into this, and if he doesn't do it, then he doesn't do it. Like, he's the general manager, and we'll react to all of those things as they happen, but, you know, people can... Deal with it in whatever way they choose to, and it seems like a bunch of people are going to choose for it to be, well, we're going to stink anyway because that's the guy doing it. Okay. It's your prerogative. You can live that yeah. way. Um,
2: You know, for the question of the day, somebody says, I'd take a John Henderson all day, not Aaron Donald elite, but two to three Pro Bowl guy. Uh, we would too. Yeah. yeah. Well, no matter what position we voted for, we'd take Creed Humphrey. We'd take Jason Kelsey. Would you take John Henderson over Jimmy Smith? No. You know, I, no. I mean, no. now we're not talking about the exact same amount of Pro Bowls, right? right? So no. that that's fair, you know. Um, but
3: might take him over Keenan. Maybe. Well, may, may, I mean, a little and, more. And it, but here's the thing. Probably if you hadn't, not, had, if but... you hadn't
2: had Jimmy, you know what I mean? Like, Ke- we look at Keenan like, well, we had Jimmy. If we didn't have Ke- you know what I mean? Like, you could have found right. another guy. If you didn't have Jimmy, Keenan all of a sudden takes a yes. larger, more important yeah. role. And we don't have, like right now, we don't have Ridley. You know, right. we we like him back, maybe. I'd like any receiver that would come in here and be a multiple-time Pro Bowl or be that Calvin Ridley or anybody else. A- again, it's personal preference. We'd like to see all these spots be upgraded. You know, we just wouldn't vote for center, but that doesn't mean you can't, and obviously a lot of folks are. Uh, center opening up the lead now. 36% to 32 for defensive tackle, 20% for wide receiver, 11%. These are rough averages and uh, <laughs> well over 400 votes on it already. Yeah. And, and, again, it's, for them. it's reflective of that's how they feel about Luke Fortner right now. Yeah, and and sure. I get it. Um, you know, that that is a position that could probably stand the biggest upgrade. But at the same time, uh, you know, getting a league average guy would be probably, mm-hmm. you know, a huge upgrade. I don't know if you could – if you brought in a league average, like a the 15th best center, This year, not a pro bowler, just solid. I I would be hard pressed to think you could add a corner that for this year would make a bigger impact on this football. You know what I mean? Like, could could he be that much better than what you already have in Tyson Campbell and Darius Uh, Williams this year? Yeah, he could be. I mean, I I guess he could be. I, I think it'd be a harder ask to find a guy that would yeah improve that, that position by that much. Now, I think
3: you could find defensive tackle and wide receiver who would re, who would improve.
2: Uh, I think it'd be the I think wide receiver based on what they had last year would be the hardest position to upgrade, um, but they don't have mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley under contract no. either. Right. You know so. As you look at it right now, if you knew you were running it back with Ridley, well, you can't know you're running it back with Ridley. Like maybe he's the guy you add that turns in, maybe he goes to a couple more Pro Bowls uh, before it's all said and done. But anyway, uh, let's get Stephen Melbourne wanted to weigh in on this one here before we close up shop. Steve, good morning. You're on Jaguars today. Hey,
0: guys. How you doing this morning? Good. What's up, man? Uh, Not much. I had uh, a question from the, basically a a question of the day, because in mock drafts, you see nowadays, I'm just going by what they've been saying, pretty much all the mock drafts have been for the positions of the question of the day. And, uh, you know, JPJ, the uh, guy out of Oregon, has been leading most of it, but then you see Byron Murphy, the D tackle out of Texas, Then you see Quinion Mitchell, the uh, corner out of Toledo. And then uh, as well, you see either Adonai Mitchell or Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver from LSU in Texas. And I I just wanted to get your thoughts specifically with those players and uh, just your overall thoughts of uh, what you're seeing there or if you've heard anything on that specific player and maybe give your thoughts.
2: Well, there's no way. Everyone's guessing on who's going to be available right Right. now. like. I wouldn't mind Jackson Powers-Johnson, but it's not because he's so much better than the wide receiver. It's that you might still get a really good wide receiver in round two. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you only have so many resources. So if I pass on this good center here, that doesn't mean there's an adequate center available in round three. Right? Yeah. right? There, there's positional scarcity. And that's what's working in Jackson Powers-Johnson's favor, sure. it seems like, as much as anything. And yet, despite that, you don't see him projected higher than the middle of the first round. You know, right. in terms of who's the best defensive tackle for the Jags, I don't know who's right. going to be available. The Jerzan Newton is a guy that I see a lot of people like out of Illinois.
3: I know Buck likes Byron Murphy a lot. Right? Um, they're, they're, so. And
2: look, if they end up going with these directions, I'm not going to hate it because no. we don't know. As they all make here, sense to some degree. Sure, they do. Right. And and they they have to go through free agency. Mm-hmm. So is Ridley back or not? Yeah. And if he's not, well, all of a sudden, then maybe. You allocated right. some of those resources to another position. You plugged a hole, or now just wide receiver because of that becomes a higher priority. You know, right. did, did you address center in free agency at all? We don't know what they're going to do, so you get to the draft. The, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the best play is. As it sits now, I'd love Jackson Powers Johnson because I, it's a clear upgrade to me at a guy who seems to be the best at his position, and there's a history of finding – a lot of wide receivers that can contribute throughout mm-hmm. drafts. Look at the Green Bay Packers just no the doubt. last couple of yep. years, right? Um, I, I think you will find that with defensive tackle and corner as well. There are plenty of corners who develop now. Maybe the super elite ones. Right? You're not going to find, but you're going to find starting caliber guys in the second and third round. Usually, yeah, it's easier.
3: I, I, I think it's easier to find starting caliber wide receivers and corners than defensive tackles. But that's just my bias. I mean. I,
2: and that's fine. Indeed, yeah. And, and that may be the case, okay? But I think we all – and part of it is it's not just which one's going to be a star. Even if you thought – I would think there would be plenty of times when GMs would take these other positions over center. Even if you thought that center is surefire can't miss, going to be one of the best centers in the league. No doubt. I, this, they don't prioritize that position like right. they do these other spots. So – um it's tough even to look at. You know, Prisco's got his top 100 free agents list out there because I feel like most of the top 10 is not even really going to be available like no. right, years, You know, maybe m- most of the top 15. Honestly, right. I mean, and and some of them we're not going to be in on anyway. Even if Chris Jones doesn't get franchise tagged, I don't get any sense that he wants to go anywhere but play right in Kansas. I mean, he said he wants to run it back, right, for the next two or three years. Right. Don't He'll know how realistic that is. And figure, yeah. And we're, we're saying too. I mean, if you were Kansas City, man. Why you're not going to try to save anything? You're just going right. You know, all out mm-hmm. three in a row. Never been done before. Yeah, go down absolutely. in history.
0: Yeah, go for you it. Know?
2: Right. Go go add Calvin Ridley. That's what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. Go add T Higgins. You know, find a way to to pay Le'Jarius Need to pay Chris Jones yeah. to add a, an impact piece as a pass catcher. In our town
0: year, whenever that happens, we will just be competing to try to be a wild card. Won't that be a shame? Right. Like that's probably the way they feel in Kansas City while they got Mahomes playing at the level he's playing at right now. It's like, yeah, we're going to be a playoff contender every year. Right now, we're a championship contender and we have a roster that we know can do it. Let's go for it. Three in a row. Why wouldn't you?
2: All right. This is a different question. Like if you knew a guy's going to be a star is what we asked today. Okay, You don't know. Like Justin Mad will be gay. Is he going to continue to play at this level? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know if he, if he's going to continue to be a star. He had him. a
0: breakout season.
2: Breakout season. Every, I like the to arrow add him? points up. Yeah. We'd love to have him, yeah, right? 12 and a half sacks, yeah. he'd be great. Would you rather have him or LeJarrius Sneed? I feel like I I know more about LeJarrius Sneed that I have a higher confidence level. It's a different question, right? Sure, if we yeah, knew yeah. they were both going to be great, right. then you can make the argument for one. I, I want... You know, part of it is you just don't know who's going to be great. You got to project a lot right. of this stuff, and you got to sometimes find the guy that, yeah, that's has not come to that level yet.
3: Right, it's all projection. I like Mad uh, uh, Madubike. Yeah, over
2: Sneed, I do. I'd take Sneed, man. I would.
0: I I'd probably take Sneed too. It's just a, it's and, and again they they, they both impacted.
2: All,
3: assuming they're both going to
2: be good. Sure, and that's the thing, though. Right. we don't we don't Again, know right. that they're both going to be. Yeah, and this, I so think this is Sneed's a little bit been different.
0: Much more consistent. Do you think, yeah. based
2: on comments, and I don't know how much say Ryan Nielsen will have in anything in terms of team building, John? I would hope they would at least ask him how they feel like certain guys will fit with what his vision is. But he seemed to talk about back to front, you know, where mm-hmm. the coverage is going to help the pass rush as much if not more than the pass rush will help the coverage. They're always going to be right. linked. But since that time, I know a lot of folks, uh, I hear Hayes talking about it, I, John Shipley tweeting about it, I, I'm sure they're not the only ones who think that corner has shot way up in the priority list for the Jags based on what Nielsen said about how he wants to run his defense. You agree or not?
3: Yeah, my thought on corners is it's a priority as much because of their circumstance then, as their coordinator. And, and what I mean by that is this. Uh, Darius and Tyson uh, are both up after this year. So it's if they pay one, I mean, I'd be surprised if they pay Darius at his age. You're not going to pay both. And if you need quality there, then at some point, you know, a, a first-round corner makes sense. So to replenish that in advance of losing one of those guys uh, – I think makes sense. If it's a guy who fits Nielsen's scheme, then I think it makes even more sense. Um,
2: yeah, I think so. Right. Obviously, he's got to fit the scheme right. and everything. It's funny though, you know, like you, you lean into a a coordinator's vision right. of the team, and you you have to to a certain degree because right. he's been brought in. But at the same time, you know, Ryan Nielsen will acknowledge, like most of them do, I got to tailor what I do right to what I've got. You know, right. If you got this, just it's interesting. Sometimes you know, that's a little
3: overplayed because we're finding topics in the off season and you want to, oh, he's got to fit this guy's scheme. And it, in reality, uh, the good defensive coordinator, I mean, the good coordinators adjust to
2: what um, they've got. L- let me look at this real quick because this is interesting. Um, Cristiano brought up, rather have the receiver, like we said, because if you have the Pro Bowl receiver, you probably got the Pro Bowl quarterback to yep. go with it. So let me look. Let's see if we agree with that. Um Tyreek Hill in Miami. Yep. Tua is a Pro Bowler. Yep. But I think that was somewhat by attrition. Uh, Amari Cooper. Well, they had four different quarterbacks thrown
0: right. to him. Well, no. Tua was one of the top three vote getters in the AFC. Okay. Like he was the one that played in the Pro Bowl. That was the only that one actually got that selected. actually got selected to the Pro Bowl. Keenan Allen.
2: Oh, and Herbert is good, but he yeah. wasn't the Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, this year. Uh, Jamar Chase played half the season with Jake Browning. Yeah, and put up right. some pretty good numbers when yeah. Jake Browning was in there. On top of that, that was in the AFC for the NFC. Let's see. I got this uh, real quick. Um, CeeDee Lamb. Okay. You got Dak. Mm-hmm. You got A.J. Brown with Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans and Baker. You know, yeah. Puka and Stafford. I mean, Stafford's good, right. but at a certain point, they're not all pro bowlers, right? Amon Ross, St. Brown. Again, Goff has been good. Right. Is he great? Yeah, quarterbacks who are at least playing well. And DK Metcalf, well, sure. They're, they're playing, and they held yes. it. But they, you don't, I don't think it's necessarily, like, Devontae Adams has been phenomenal the last couple of years with the numbers. Right. And it hasn't seemed to matter who his quarterback yeah. is. Right. You know?
0: No, I do think, look, as long as Jamar Chase is in Cincinnati and Joe Burrow finishes seasons healthy, he's probably going to be a Pro Bowl selection. Oh, right? I, like, I don't I don't Like, that's with the you. feeling right. with that. If that's the way you want to go at it, I can understand it. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed, though. I mean, in those, you know, what you just went through says that as well. It's not guaranteed. Yeah.
2: Uh, They point out Nakua was a sixth. Uh, Sure, he was. And if you knew he was going to be a multi-time Pro Bowler, he wouldn't have been a sixth. Right. Right? I mean, they they got luck. Sometimes you get lucky, like you do at center or defensive tackle or corner, and six-round picks turn into stars. And, uh, man, we could use a few of those. All right. Let's say hello to XL Primetime.
1: Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is
2: now hiring. Visit TireOutlet.com/careers. Equal opportunity employer. Uh, Mia O'Brien is here. Hello, Mia. Hello. Uh, we are today asking if you could add a player you knew would be a star, multiple-time Pro Bowler, at center, corner, wide receiver, defensive tackle. You can only have one. You get a, but you get a no doubt star. What position are you adding for the Jaguars?
4: Center, corner,
2: wide receiver, defensive tackle.
4: Does it have to be a specific player or just, like, this no, guy's a star? The you're going to get no. a star at yeah. that position. Um, I would say, the purposes of this team, I would say center, actually. Really? Yes, because uh, all I keep being told is that the identity of a team and the core of a team is built from its front three on the offensive and defensive line, especially those interior three. I think I've heard that from every former coach. Every analyst, every former player we've had then, on Excel Time. And why Primetime? don't they take
2: those players higher than these other players in the draft? That's
4: a great question.
2: Right? I mean, we just Tony just looked it up. The last time a center went in the top 10,
4: mm-hmm. 55 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I believe it. I mean, the fact so, that Brandon Scherf, who was playing tackle at Iowa and projected to play guard, went, what, sixth overall back in 2015 or yes. 2016? The fact, the fact that Quentin Nelson went sixth overall to the Colts was largely because they had such holes and also they were considered, quote-unquote, generational talents at right. that position. And, and
2: this year, the talk is, at least, very easily see three receivers in the top ten, even though there are a lot to be at least three quarterbacks. In the Out of seven other positions available, you're likely to see three receivers. You're probably going to see a defensive tackle. Uh, and you'll probably see a corner or two uh, when it's all said and done. So, anyway... Um,
4: I just think it's a it's a stabilizing force, and I do think you can find value on day two or day three at that position. But I think if you can figure, it's kind of like the quarterback position, but we don't really talk about it as much. If you could figure that position out, out that helps a whole heck of a lot. You could figure out your wide receiver situation. You can have an alpha number one, but ask Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, if he's getting bracketed, who's
2: at, who's Minnesota center?
4: Uh, Garrett Bradbury.
2: Okay, uh, who's better? Who do who would you pay more? Who would you think? Oh, Justin prioritize? Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson for I'll sure. Count.
4: Because the position and...
2: But you just yeah. said the Jags... Dang, do it out a good center. argument, man. It is. Well, I just, yeah. you know, I mean... I just. So I take we're, it you... Playing you Devils, we're, we're not... Center yeah. would be last on our list. Yeah.
4: Okay. It's yeah.
2: just like you have a league average guy, you're fine, yeah. generally. You know, I mean... I'm not saying we can't stand to upgrade. That's probably the spot they could upgrade the most. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, give me the wide receiver. I just think it's
4: a position where, like, you, you can get the value on day two or day three. But, like, once you have that position figured out... It solves a lot of well, problems. Like Brand-
2: Brandon Linder was never a Pro Bowler.
4: No, but a Brandon
2: Linder-, Linder level player.
4: But you also had Tyler Chat- Chatley behind him, and between those two guys, you never really worried about that position. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. That's all you need. Exactly, just not have to worry you had about. N- You're yeah. just good solid right. production.
2: If you don't have Pro Bowl corners, receivers, it's tough. You know, I mean, I know Mahomes did it, but he has pretty good corners. Has a really good defensive tackle. You know, he's a good center as well, but. We also don't have Mahomes. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you guys have today?
4: Um, Let's see. We're going to dive back into one of our new favorite segments, which is our all-time transfer portal. Leon Searcy going to give you five all-time greats at the wide receiver position. Who would you take in the transfer portal? He and Matt Hayes have had way too much fun with that segment. Um, we also will look back at the Jaguars roster. Year one under Doug Peterson. Year two, what will year three look like? What changes What consistency we see at certain positions, and maybe what that may tell us where they may go in free agency and the combine. And also, before I um, forget, um, you need to double check your email, Mike, to see if you received an email from Kathy Hurlburt and Walk Off Charities. I got that text as I was walking in here.
2: Okay. Make sure it didn't go into
4: your junk folder. She's worried it went to your junk folder. Okay. Thanks, guys.
2: Good to know. I'll find out who that is when I get to the break. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Uh Johnny L, what do you have coming up at Jaguars.com? Uh
3: getting ready to go over tape go over to tape the uh Huddle Up Podcast with Bucky Brooks and JP. And then uh we're getting ready to go to the combine. Yeah, so, man. We'll leaving Monday? Uh leaving Monday and uh we'll talk probably Wednesday. You, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wednesday, so. maybe Thursday. What, what
2: what's the plan? Were you there the whole week or uh
3: yeah, uh, we'll be there covering uh, from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I believe, or our okay. our our high level content days, I believe sure Doug we'll and Sure, we'll hear Trent, from Doug and Trent, right? I believe they talk Tuesday. Okay. So Wednesday and Thursday, we'll talk about what Trent and Doug said. <laughs> Got and, that and, right? And, and uh, we should talk today. Yeah, talk about see, it tomorrow, right? And uh, <laughs> and then take a look at some of the players. All so, right,
2: looking forward to it. Awesome. Uh, tomorrow, John Shipley joins us in studio, or not in studio? I'm sorry for a segment mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow to just talk about all these. Uh, Different things with the franchise tag window open and free agency looming a few weeks away. So ship in tomorrow. Tom McManus on Friday. Uh, For John Osher, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Stick around for XL Primetime. Coming up next here on 1010XL on 92.5 FM.